So this is the second annual podcaster holiday party. What was everybody drinking? Uh, Water, because you called me early. Prune and juice. Have a chance to go make a drink. Well, you can you, you can go get one. It's fine. No, no, no. Oh. We're we're working now. Oh, man, it's on the clock. I'm a fucking professional. Great. Are you? Let's wait. Let's see if he can if he can remember my name this time. It'll be awesome. Bob. No, no, he's the other guy. The other guy, that's why right. Why don't you just introduce all of us and we'll see how see how that goes. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. All right. All right. I, I'd love to. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so welcome back. This is the second annual uh, podcaster holiday party. Uh, we've invited a few more people this year. Uh, last year it was just uh, Jerry and Andy and Mr. Betcher and myself. Uh, Jerry and Andy, of course, being on defensive security. Uh, welcome, Jerry and Andy, to the show. Thank you. Thanks Hello. for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. This year, happy holidays and all that. I'm, look, I'm trying to be nice, and you're jump fine. Go ahead. You're never nice, bro. You're never nice, bro. Yeah. So I um, can act. I can act. <laughs> so this year, we added two more people. We got uh, Edgar Rojas uh, and Paul Jorgensen from PVC Security Podcast. That's right, yes. PVC Sec. Yes, all the way, baby. Is it? I thought Paul yeah. Coggin. I thought Paul Coggin was like a semi co-host of y'all's because uh, you know he was at the he was at our thing at DerbyCon. Um, <laughs> Bubba sick. Bubba sick. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, of course Andy and Jerry are on the Defensive Security Podcast. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Brian and myself are on Breaking Down Security Podcast. Um, so every, you know, we did this last year with Jerry and Andy because frankly, we wanted more people listening to our podcast and less to theirs. Uh, so, you know, I feel used. I feel dirty. I feel, I feel like high school. Well, high school. Well, high school was a a tough time for everybody, wasn't it? Probably not. That's fine. Feel free to ride our coattails. Like I ride Jerry's coattails. Just make a coattail train. Nice. Uh, wait. You Isn't want that, uh, something like a drink or something? Yeah, it sounds like <laughs> cool a cool forty-five. Yeah. So, so one thing, one one rule we made when we started uh, when we were going to design this podcast is no predictions this year because everybody does predictions. I already saw predictions online, which kind of. I, I, I predict that that will not be uh, you know somewhere will break that rule. That's you you just did. You just did. Derailed completely. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first. You won't time believe the top ten predictions if you click this link. Oh yeah. <laughs> number eight is shocking. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Couldn't goodness. believe number four. So yeah. So and what do we want to talk about? I mean, well, what was some of the big news of the year? I mean, I it seems like the media and companies have kind of made up for lost time with the whole Juniper thing last week. Uh, last thing I heard just recently is that binaries were compiled using 096C of OpenSSL, and there might have been a hardwired password <laughs> in that might have been a test password that they forgot to remove. Well, I can tell uh, that, you, that never happens. I, can, 
Yeah. So I can tell you when I when I work for a manufacturer company that makes uh, network devices and everything, they all have hardwire passwords, uh, backdoors, basically just used to reset the the equipment, right? So yeah. not a surprise that this is out there. It's just a surprise that I'm surprised that people are surprised by it. <laughs> well, then that means that Juniper is completely lying about the origin of this. If that is the case, yeah. Weren't but for that, you need physical access, right? Yeah, yeah, and there was a good write-up today. I can't remember exactly uh, uh, who put it up, but they did kind of a breakdown of it, and they said uh, with the way that this had to have gone in, it had to have gone through some kind of QA, had to have gone through some kind of change control. There has to be some kind of record inside of Juniper for this sort of thing. Yeah. And certainly when uh, when the issues came out with HP uh, networking gear earlier this year, I think they went down kind of the same path, didn't they? What, they try to have FUD like it was some kind of nation-state thing? Yeah. Yeah, but in well, fact, it was something that some well-meaning uh, code jockeys decided to put in to make their lives easier. That's usually the case. But the question is, why, why did it take Juniper so long to figure this one out? Well, they said it was found during a code audit, so... Mm-hmm. Right. It, it, but if how, we put- how often- yeah, how often do they do a code code audit? I mean, you you, you had a, I mean, the the whole thing is that you had a a a gazillion basically uh, revs, right? That came out that they said that that it impacts like what is it, four or five different revs, rev levels. Yeah, yeah somebody so. put out a, a a little chart that showed because there's two different problems. One is an SSH backdoor. Yeah, yeah One is the, yeah. is the VPN decoding. <laughs> So, yeah, I, so which one? Which one do you think is the is the worst? <laughs> well, what was interesting is that they weren't introduced at the same time, according to this research. And I, I can't. I'm sorry, I can't cite it. I should. I'm failing. Um, but it looks like the VPN decoding was put in about a year and a half to two years before the SSH backdoor. Okay. Wow. Well, I think the real so, question is, um, what Juniper's asking probably is, how could they have found this so quickly? I mean, that's the real question. Right, you can, from their, their point of view. Well, you know, having worked at a few manufacturers, uh, sometimes the QA plan is, does it compile? Ship it. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. And yeah. If, if things get committed to the commit tree, people trust it. Uh, so if there really were bad guys who got in and found a way to commit stuff to a commit tree and it wasn't throwing errors, I think it's highly likely this could have gotten past their QA and their... Yeah, and that, well, sure. so, so, that, but, so that password again. that okay. password by the way was intentionally set up to kind of blend in with the background so mm-hmm. yeah. don't lose yeah. don't lose sight of that either kind of like yeah. you well that's yeah. true no. but yeah i i used to work with uh juniper and before them netscreen i used to deploy these boxes uh quite a bit so you were the culprit uh exactly it was all my bitching and complaining that caused this to happen but i mean there was one issue back in a in an earlier version where uh, they made a whole raft of changes to how routing was handled inside of these devices. So where you could have more than 16 OSPF instances in boxes, all of a sudden out of nowhere, they went and restricted it. It wasn't in the documentation, wasn't in the release notes, even calling up tech support, talking to their engineering staff. They didn't even know it had been uh, implemented, these limits, because you know it just worked before and everything was fine. So, yeah, they, they don't exactly have the best track record for this sort of thing. So I can certainly see where it could have slipped in through their QA process before. And, it, you know, now they're going through, they're doing an audit on software that was released, I think, originally in 2012, I yeah. read somewhere. 
Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. that you know, putting those things in, if they put it in along with, uh, you know, a whole slew of other things, you know, that might have been critical. Because this is like, this is something that I don't like using Black Swan or the cyber, you know, my gods or whatever. But, you know, I tell my company, I'm like, okay, we cannot depend on one appliance to be, you know, as part of our layer of security, we can't consider it, you know, we can't go, oh, well, we don't have to patch this because we have a VPN with, you know, two-factor and whatever. <laughs> because th- that could have very well been our hair on fire moment at our office. I mean, we, the the only difference is we're just using some other el- somebody else's gear. And God for you know, there might be something else. There might be the same thing on, on our boxes. So, you know. So I so I saw I saw a nice uh, graphic that, sh- that I thought it was a joke, and then I then I looked at it and it's like, well, it is a joke, but it's not really. What it says, you know, the reason why it's good idea to do deploy, you know, deploy security in layers or whatever you want to call it, and it showed like multiple firewalls, right? And it said this first one to protect against China. This next one to protect against uh, you know government attacks. This next one to protect against faults in the system. This I'm like, oh my god, I get it. Well, that's I the nine firewalls. Was, yeah, yeah, I, I thought it was hilarious. I'm like, oh my goodness. So the news, the news today is, I guess Cisco is uh, has announced they're they're uh, starting to do a code audit on their stuff. <laughs> so now, so now that they have serious? any indication of a problem, they're just out of abundance of caution. Well, sure. I, It'll be but really interesting note, to see if some patches emerge from that, right? That's true. On a, on a very serious note, well, inevitably they're probably going to find something else. Uh, absolutely true. But, sure. uh, but on a serious note, you know, we looked really hard at running multiple vendors. Let's just pick on firewalls for a moment. Uh, and and most of the research came out and said the lack of a competent skill set in two vendors. In other words, if you have one vendor, you usually are much better at it. When you have a second vendor, you usually are not as good at the second vendor, your, your secondary vendor. And typically the problems come from introducing errors in poor uh, configuration and system administration sure. of that second vendor more so more than it helps you offset Issues. Right. Now, whether that's, that's still true, that was true five, ten years ago. Um, so for many years, I sort of fought against that multiple vendor model because I think you're better off having one vendor that you're really good at running. But nowadays, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, back when I was running my shop, we had, for example, checkpoints as our big uh, enterprise firewalls. Then we had a bunch of NetScreen slash Junipers you know, internally inside in the environment. And they were similar enough that we were able to you know, swap skills between platforms. So that was kind of nice, but different enough where if there was a problem, say, on Checkpoint side, and we went from running it on Sunboxes to the Nokia appliances to generic boxes to something else, um, uh, you know, as, as different things would be introduced there, we had a confidence in what we were doing over on the other side. And then when Juniper would have issues – we could feel confident about what we were doing on the checkpoint side, but it made for a lot of administrative overhead in that environment. So, so it go, I mean, and that's what it goes hand in hand with security, right? Uh, security is basically more overhead. Uh, <laughs> how many layers you put it becomes more difficult. But you know what? Again, that that that's the field that we're in, right? I mean, uh, how difficult do you want to make it? Well, you know. Well, and, and how secure you want your data? Every every time you add new components, like Andy was saying, you, you increase the likelihood that you're going to screw something up. Absolutely. And you know, sure. and, and, and let's face it, you know, the, it, the the things that bite us in the ass are not these, you know, backdoor passwords. They're the, the they're the fuck ups, right? 
Yeah, hey, this is a Christmas show, right? <laughs> Time code, 20 minutes, 59 seconds. Ding dong. Yeah, no, I mean that, that that that's absolutely correct. Uh, a lot of the time, you, you you're dealing with uh, we're dealing with again with uh, with the weakest chain in, in 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 the link in security, which is you know people. We all know that, right? Uh, yeah, I'd be far more mistakes. concerned about a tight rule base uh, being run properly than I would about this sort of thing. Sure. I am wondering though, uh, now that we know about this, if we're going to go back in hindsight and look through logs and see if we find any sort of evidence of active exploitation of this in the wild. Mm-hmm. How will you how, how how will you find that for for example for the you know un, un, unencrypting your VPN encrypted communications? Hell if I know, man. I'm just the exactly what, I'm saying. <laughs> what, what type of signal and what type of uh, event I, is that going to create? Uh, there'd have nobody to be caught it. Smarter guys than me taking a look. I don't know. Maybe, maybe uh, unexplained traffic leaving. I don't know. That's a good question. I, I, I don't. I don't have an answer. <laughs> I want to see that on the on a CM product. It's like, oh, it's right here. It says unencrypted uh, communication. You know, encrypted communication has been encrypted. It's like from China. I'm, <laughs> Made in China. I'm guessing you won't be able to see that, but I, I suspect you may be able to see the uh, the you know the the exploitation of that password. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping that uh, if you do have Juniper Kit, that you've already patched your stuff by now. Um, you know. Well. To be honest, many, many companies are in holiday freeze right now. Okay. Yep. Oh. Oh, and, and another thing to remember is that the screen OS boxes um, are, are being uh, 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 you know, phased out by Juniper. They've been pushing folks to SRX hard for the last four years. Okay. So I wonder how many people are actually running this platform. Well, yes. However, they really, really, <laughs> really screwed the pooch on the initial uh, launch of those SRXs. So a lot of people were very reluctant to move. From you know the screen OS stuff to the the Juno OS stuff, so I don't know if they've you know fixed that or. But I remember when those came out and and Juniper was basically trying to merge the code tree and ditch the screen OS stuff, and it was a nightmare. Yeah, HD Moore had a good write up on this on the Rapid Seven blog. I'm trying to find the link for that. We'll have it on our show notes. Uh, about he broke it down and reverse engineered all the the fancy stuff and the things and and uh, yeah he was uh, it was a good write up if you you know uh, he even had some snort rules in there I don't know if it's to detect yeah. the SSH uh, stuff only or if it was that's the reason I'm looking to see if it was the SSH or the decrypted SSL stuff so um, yeah we'll have a link to that blog post um, so. All right, so we beat Juniper, Juniper bad right now. Um, sis- yeah, we, we can we we can move to uh, the real news is Hello Kitty. Hello right? Kitty, that's right. Yeah, there you go. Oh. <laughs> I don't. Okay, so can somebody explain to me the Hello Kitty thing? Because I'm old and I don't understand the Hello Kitty thing. If is you're it- not Japanese, you can't explain. You can't understand. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> okay, I I understand the Pokemon thing. You know the Pokemon. Pokemon, come I'm, on, man. I'm sorry, you, know? you speak think- with. Did we lose? Yeah, we lost Paul. I'll add him back. So, um, yeah, I understand the Pokemans and, you know, all that stuff, but Paul was was voted off the island. Yeah, he's the weakest link. He was the the weakest link. (laughs) Goodbye. Uh, So, you can occasionally understand Hello Kitty after you've had a lot of sushi. Okay. (laughs) 
Well, I understand it's a, a kitty that is white, but I mean, is this is this like another one of the kids things, like with the VTech uh, a bit? Yeah, it's for all, ah. yeah, exactly. It's for all the it's it's for it's for children. It's a, ah, okay, right. But, but but the question is, what type and of creepy adults and creepy adults, yeah, and creepy adults, yeah. <laughs> so had had they released what was in that database? I mean, why? Or well, is it is it your typical information? You know, username, passwords, credit card, stuff like that. Oh wow. Okay. I, I, I don't think it has. I don't think well, it has credit card. I think it's it's you know the email address. I think it's password. the kid. Yeah, it's the yeah. kid's registration information right. for signing up with whatever online portal for interactive Hello Kitty stuff. So uh, that goes that, that goes hand in hand with the VTech type of hack that happened a couple of weeks ago. Well, VTech, I think VTech was a little worse in, in that it had pic- oh, yeah. pictures and audio recordings and yeah. Uh, and I, I don't get the sense that uh, Hello Kitty had that kind of data. So you said is, is you think these attackers are now going after the uh, younger groups? I, I can only assume that the attackers are now fishing the five-year-olds. Because uh, th- th- there's a um, rule, there's a book that uh, that I've been trying to finish, uh, Future Crimes. Uh, it's pretty good, but it's very it's very difficult to read because it's very negative. Uh, but in that book, this guy is actually talking about. How the, the the hackers are are stealing the identity of young people, and because the young people don't care, they they don't understand, right? They're like, hey, your social security number, here you go. They don't care what what it's used for, and what they're doing is that then they have about you know about ten to fifteen years to use stolen identities, yeah, with those kids' names before they find out. So. It tells a story about this mother who received, you know, the kid is 19 years old and received this, uh, went to apply for something, a loan, and they said, well, no, <laughs> you can't because look at all these uh, cars that your kid had purchased and, and did, you know, defaulted uh-huh. on. So Credit- I'm wondering, I'm like, are they going that low? Well, I, I don't know. A couple of thoughts that come to mind is this could have been just an opportunity you know, thrill kill kind of thing that they mm-hmm. just have to find it. Uh, you know, the other thing, speaking to what you're saying, Edgar, is is I've seen some parents starting to take out credit freezes on their children, which I think really? is a good idea. Yeah, That's fantastic. Um, yeah. You know, I, I've often thought if we just had a system that made it easy to rotate our social security number and was breached, we could stop a lot of these problems. But the government is not interested in that. So you want to hear something funny? This is, no, this is hate funny. Okay, then I won't say <laughs> but no, but, when I was when I was uh, with my company in in Colombia, right, and and um, so in Colombia you also have your social security number, but unlike here, that's uh, secretive, right? Uh, over there, they use that for everything. Like like you call a radio station because you're gonna you know like you're gonna participate for a prize, and they're like, okay, give me your social security number, and then on the air, blah 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 blah, and it's like, and your full name. This is my full name. Yes, perfect. Okay, you're entered on our database now for uh, you know to receive the prize. And I'm wow, thinking, wow. are you kidding me? That's your identifier. And <laughs> but so do they use it as ubiquitously as we do for financial yes. uh, stuff? Like your date yes. of birth. Yeah. Yes. For wow. Opening a bank account, getting your credit card. When you go to a shopping mall and you buy stuff down there, they ask you for that number. Uh, and, and that's what they use to identify who you are for your mailing thing. And I'm thinking, I'm like, dude, I'm not giving you that number. Well, like, I don't live there anymore, so I don't care. But, uh, yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. Was, was identity theft a big problem down there? I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure that nobody has done any type of, uh, <laughs> any type of uh, review. Now, there was identity theft 
yesterday on Miss Universe when they stole the Miss Universe from Colombia and gave it back to the Philippines. <laughs> that was identity theft right oh, there on wow. the big stage. But other you than that, I'm, I'm not bitter about that, by the way. You got it to it before I could, but yes. See, I, I don't know anything about Colombia other than from the movie Clear and Present Danger, so. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, at least you didn't watch uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. That was oh. pretty good. Okay, was, I didn't know that was in Colombia too. Okay, that's yeah, cool. that was in Bogota, and you didn't oh. watch uh, *Romance in the Stone*. I know uh, you, no. you, you're not old enough to see that one, but no, uh, I'm not. not yeah, you're reaching back there, you're just reaching. Keep but reaching. the rest of the old guys that were here, we remember *Romance in the Absolutely. Stone*. Absolutely. With the pigs and everything uh, on the. I remember Kathleen Turner. You remember the pigs. What does that say about us, (laughs) Edgar? Oh my goodness. Oh. Oh. But anyway, so no. So so going back to this, I mean, to me, to me, this uh, these two things with the VTech and the Hello Kitty, to me, is kind of disturbing. And I hope it's just like 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 Jerry said. Hopefully, it's just you know a one off. Somebody's thought that it was opportunity just to play around, but hopefully that's what it is. But we, we're cynics. We know that this infosec community, that the people are pretty bad. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure they don't do anything well, to of it. They're going to go after whoever they can. I mean, there's – what did we have? Like five, six years ago, they went after an epileptic website and made the screen flash, right, oh, to give it oh, – you know, people yeah. who have epilepsy visit the site – and uh, you know, make them have a seizure potentially. You know, they're, they're gonna that, that, they're gonna attack that, anyone they can. That hack really shook some people up too. Oh, yeah. oh dude, that's awful, man! Yeah. Uh, this guy. Merry Christmas, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas! Oh, my, my wow. Anyway, that's that's that that was uh, defensive security right there. That was one half that, of defensive security. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh my God. so what do you guys? So let's talk about something positive. What do you guys uh, think that it was the best thing that happened to you last year? As in 2015? Yeah. No, as in 20 fucking 12. Yes, 2015. Well, it's not the year's not over yet. When you say last year, that means. Oh, ah, okay. I'm sorry. I'm, I mean, you know, that's my. The year in review. What do you think? The year in review. What do you think was the best thing that happened to you? Go ahead. Go ahead. Good, Jerry. Go ahead. Me? Yeah, you. You, you got bifocals. <laughs> yeah, I got bifocals. That's right. <laughs> I can see. I can see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still here. Oh, wow. You're still standing? That's so, right. Yeah. So you didn't have anything good happen to you last year? That was all good. Oh, yeah? Absolutely. Okay. How about uh, you? Since I started, I, I'll tell you. So to me, one is um, I was I, I was able to get a new job at IBM or IBM, as Paul, you know, told me that it's actually how it's pronounced. So that was pretty good. Welcome. By and the then way. I found out that Jerry works at IBM too. I was like, oh my goodness, I didn't know that's two for one. So that was good because it, it allows me to do a lot of the stuff that I want to do uh, professionally, focused in Latin America. So that's going to give me that opportunity. The next thing is that I able to start that international event next year, the Tactical Edge event next oh, yeah. year. That's gonna kick ass. And the third thing is I just the third thing is I just finished I just two days ago I purchased uh, a nice uh, house about thirty seven acres so I'm like yay it's fantastic. So I'm very, very happy. Those are the three major things that happened to me and I'm very, very happy and uh, you know gotta got start calling him Farmer Ed. 
the farmer Abe. <laughs> Actually, and the first thing that I told my wife that I was going to buy was a horse, right? And I was on a brown horse, and I was going to call him Guinness, obviously. And then I saw that commercial in Amazon, you know, the uh, with the little pony. Yeah. <laughs> the little thing. I'm like, I'm buying that mother. It's only about $550 for one of those little ponies. And they and you can get him around an hour away from where I live. So that's going to be one of my first purchases. It's a little pony, and I want to call it Guinness. Well, plus it will have a hard time trying to run away. You could probably catch it, you know, <laughs> Those little Shetlands like that, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, so that's where I'm fast. Where do you live, so uh, Kentucky or something? Tennessee. What oh, we're wow. learning is that Edgar is a My Little Pony fan, apparently. He's a brony. Yeah, brony, yes. He's a brony. <laughs> the story behind that. Very much so. <laughs> mm. Oh, man, I don't know. This is what happens when you share and, and then, you know. <laughs> Nobody gives back. Stake. Yeah, no respect at all. Yeah. So, Mr. Betcher, I know you've had some changes in your life this year. How about how about you? What are you What are you happy about? What What went well for you? Oh, what <clears> went <throat> well? Um, new job. Um, I'm starting a company and Dude, what? Wrote an app. Wait, 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 wait. Back um, up, back up. You're starting a company. Yeah, on January first, right? Really? Okay. Yeah. So the law. Right? You started a company. Well, yeah. So I figure I, I, I you know, I've always <laughs> He's got just a one keeping up, up with the Joneses. So there you go. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Okay. Very nice. Is this because of the application you created? You got it. All right. Nice. So, Andrew, how, how have you been this year? You've been you you started a new job too, didn't you? I did. I started a new job in January. It's been going very well. Definitely very different. I moved out of sales engineering and into security architecture for a bank, uh, and I've uh, been enjoying that. Uh, spent two weeks in Alaska and got engaged while I was there, so that was kind of a big deal. And uh, I'm Mayor? sorry to I'm sorry to all of the women who I've now crushed their dreams, <laughs> but I'm now. Engaged. You should get Edgar to sing to all the girls I love. Oh yeah, we actually didn't we sing that song before already, Paul. We did. It, it's on, I think, like episode eight or something like that. <laughs> and you know what? I want to be inclusive. I should say to the couple of guys who also are upset. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, oh, Mr. Kellett is off. The did market. you propose on Mount McKinley? Uh, no, we, uh, that was actually the plan. We were actually supposed to go flying on a flight then, scene tour and land and on a glacier. And, on and then Obama changed it all for you. He did, Dan, that Obama. We were going to land on the glacier on Denali, and I was going to propose on the glacier, uh, but the weather sucked that day, uh, so we couldn't land on the glacier. We still went and did a little flight seeing, uh, and then I ended up fine. proposing on was a... The on weather, a, was the weather the only thing that sucked that day, or am I getting too personal? Wow. <laughs> so then, I after dinner, we went for a little walk on a trail by a river, and I proposed there instead. Aw, that's nice. That's and then nice. Jerry's mom sucked. So, <laughs> God bless. Uh, oh, shit. Uh, so, oh, so now you can tell Jerry for real, Jerry, I am. You are what? Follow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was going to say earlier, you could spend a lot less than five hundred fifty dollars if you want someone to ride for. You know, just call yeah. Oh, for law, oh, Jesus, oh my God! <laughs> this is this is no longer a Christmas episode. <laughs> Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think I think that's all the highlights. Otherwise, uh, you know, nice. I've been healthy. Everybody, uh, everybody's doing good. Uh, cruising along, looking forward to next year. Yep. 
Okay. Well, Paul, I don't know much about you, but uh, how did you do this year? How did you make out? Uh, I did fairly well. Uh, changed jobs in January, uh, like so many this year. So I've been uh, very happy with the change, uh, doing a lot of uh, international travel, a lot of international consulting. Ah. So that's been fun. I made a tactical error in that I, I brought Ed over to IBM. Uh, so now he calls me like 12 times a day. Well, um, yeah. So, yeah. Jerry that, wants to take my calls. That's right. Well, it's called it's called call screening. I, I blocked him on same time, so. <laughs> yeah. It was like exactly. uh, w- one time and no longer I'm going to make that mistake. <laughs> How do we fix WebSphere? Please help me. <laughs> I can help you with notes, Lotus Notes. Apparently, uh, IBM was like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, apparently, uh, uh, IBM is like being the Borg for uh, InfoSec podcasters. It's just absorbing all of you guys. Yeah, no, I ain't going back. I did Xerox. I ain't going back to IBM. That's awful. Resistance is futile. That's right. It's assimilated. So let me ask you a question. With IBM, how are they How are they with that? Do you have to let them know that you have a podcast? I mean, for the longest time, me and Mr. Betcher kind of kept the whole podcast thing on the QT with, with our company. Uh, so how do, how do you guys do that with them? Do you have to let the media relations know or well, sign I, or? Yeah, so, so when, I, when I was going through the hiring process – um, you know, I let them know, you know, it was on the resume. I had put it in for, for, you know, extracurricular activities kind of stuff. And they thought, oh yeah, this is great. Cause we're going to have you in front of customers, blah, 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 blah. Mm. But then when it came around time for, I think it was Converge Detroit, we were presenting at that and we were going to do our live podcast there, which was a rousing success. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I tried to let the folks know inside of IBM, but, uh, nobody seemed to care. I couldn't find anybody that really was interested in the whole thing. So I'm like, mm, screw it. Just go forward with it. So, you know, I've got more engagements, uh, speaking engagements coming up in the new year. The podcast is still rolling along. And yeah, I mean, customers and stuff, they seem excited about it. We throw in our disclaimer that, you know, we're not speaking on behalf of the Ibem. Big Blue. We, and- say, we say Ebim so that we're not. Uh- All right. Yeah, but the but the cool thing is that whenever Paul is international, like in Mexico or in Belgium, uh, people people recognize him. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> they're like, yeah. Oh, you're, oh, we're like, you're the people that you're the people that sing funny. We're like, uh, yeah, that's us. <laughs> <laughs> you're the ones that sing funny. Very nice, very nice. Okay. <clears throat> so how about you? Oh me? Uh, well, I mean, I I'm still working at my current job. Uh, you know, we get around the, the the company disclosure thing by just not talking about who we work for. So exactly. Um, exactly. I I I think I've hired my replacement accidentally because he seems to be way more knowledgeable about pen testing than I do. Uh, if he's listening, I you know just yeah, you're you're probably going to be taking my job here in about eight months, nine months because. You know, I'm just vulnerability manager. Anybody can do that shite, you know, so. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, I've, I've kind of gotten over the idea that I don't need to be speaking. So January 6th, I'll be speaking at ISSA Rainier. I've been invited to do that for the last couple months, and I was like, nah, 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 I can't do that. I can't do that. So I'm going to go and talk uh, about, you know, what I know. I'm going to talk about what I know is about vulnerability management. So um, I went to see the... Uh, Force Awakens, which there's not going to be any spoilers. I'm just going to say it's an awesome movie. But as I was watching it, I was like, wow, there's a lot of infosec topics I could talk about <laughs> just from this talk, which kind of ruined it for me because I was like, man, I should be watching the movie instead of just, you know, thinking about <laughs> so vulnerability <thinking>. management. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, it's uh, it's going really well. I mean, I get to work at home. You know, I got a little, little bit extra money this year, raising pay, which was nice. So um, yeah, I mean, and the podcast is is doing well. I mean, we last uh, beginning of December we passed a hundred thousand downloads. So holy um, shit! Congrats! Yeah, that was awesome. So we're, congratulations! We're up to two or three downloads, Paul. Is that what we are? Yeah, very uh, yeah, but not not simultaneously. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, to be fair, I credit Mr. Betcher's script that downloads the podcast every five. <laughs> so there's that. So yeah, it works. Yeah, awesome. You know, you're the only one who hasn't changed jobs, Brian. What, what's up with that? Well, I mean, I did in October of la- of the previous year, so I'm 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 celebrating one year of employment uh, with my current job. So yeah. So so one of the things that topic that that always comes around the. Um, our industry is something that we discussed while we were at um, Derby, and I guess it's still fresh. Uh, you know, when um, with a new job, it's a lot of pressure, right? Trying to find out, uh, figure out what it is that you're going to do. Are you doing it correctly? You know, am I going to get fired soon <laughs> because I'm not busy, right? And then I start worrying, and then I realize I'm like, you know, if everything is true, what they said about the uh, the um, not enough infosec people and like hundred thousands, hundreds and thousands, hundred hundred of thousands available jobs in the industry um is that true you guys think that's true all that uh, that all those jobs are available i do I, yeah. well it, it depends on your market i'll put it that way i'm in atlanta and i you know not every job may be a job you want to do yeah. and and we're lumping a whole lot of different jobs together we lump you know firewall admin and sock monkey together with principal <laughs> security consultant you know, there, there's there's highly varied skill sets of uh, of different jobs out there in different pays, and you know, but yeah, I I, I I I feel comfortable that if my job went away, that I could find another fairly easily. Uh, what I, what I've come I to realize is when, when they talk about the shortage of of uh, infosec skills, what they're really talking about are pen testers. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, let, let's face really? it, that's that's what. That, that's what yeah. everybody's talking about when they talk about cybersecurity roles. They're talking about pen testers. <laughs> No, no, you know what? That's a that's a that's no. a good example. We we were looking for a pen tester, and I we hired this guy over here, um, um, you know that that works in my company. And my boss, you know, I love my boss, and he's probably listening to this. And I, I love you. He's a very smart guy. Uh, you know, there were some some candidates that he passed on, and he actually initially passed on this guy because he didn't have enough reverse engineering experience and whatever. And I was like, look. You know, I, I stopped short of saying, you know, you're looking for HD more and you're not going to get it. <laughs> you know, I mean, you need to find somebody who's hungry, wants to learn. And, you know, we did find somebody who would have fit the bill, but he couldn't pass a background check. So when I met this guy online, I was like, OK, I've got a job that I think you'd be OK for. Like Craigslist? I just need to know if you. Well, yeah, Craigslist. Yeah, exactly. And Can I thought that was a requirement as an infosite professional. If you don't pass the background test, that you're, you're the one that we want. Yeah, yeah. No, I I think you're bringing up a good point, which is, I mean, to be brutally honest, I see some people in the industry who are not talented and not good and not good employees overall. Uh, You know, we've had some contractors in at a couple of jobs I've worked at where, you know, they spend all day surfing shoe sales sites, you know, when they're supposed to be working on PCI. But I think there's such a shortage that we're desperate for people that we're hiring some unqualified folks or, or perhaps they have the qualifications, but they don't have a good, you know, kind of soft skill set or good motivation. Yeah. It's like Java um, programmer circa 1999, right? It, it is, you know, and, and so 
we're suffering, I think, because either the employers don't want to pay enough uh, for the real talented people, but we have so many open wrecks that we end up sort of settling for subpar people, I think. Yeah. Well, so I, I read an article uh, a month or so ago uh, in a UK English newspaper, and it said that um, for cybersecurity experts, that uh, there's positions or opportunities out there where you can actually earn 10,000 pounds a day. I was like, say what? I'm wow. like, I want to do research, find out exactly what it is that they want, and for the next two years, I'm just going to focus on developing <laughs> that expertise well, so that in two years, I can go and apply for that freaking job. 10,000 pounds a day, that's almost like geez. a freaking uh, professional football player in England. That's crazy. That's got to be a very, very specific skill set. You work for GCHQ, baby. Well, you know, one thing I found as well is that if, if, if you're willing to travel, uh, you know, 90 to 100% of the time, there's definitely plenty of opportunities out there. Oh, sure. But uh, there's a quality of life thing, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Accenture, I mean, it's like you can do the virtual security guy and for like 110% travel, you know. But that's for, you know, 18, 19, 20-year-olds who are, you know, just have their degree type people who don't have a life, you know, can, can, you know, wife and kids and can do that stuff, live in a hotel, you know, 52 weeks of the year, you know. Well, or if you're yeah. like Paul, you know, you're, you're <clears throat> actually a, the world's best super spy. Oh. And then you're just using this international InfoSec gig. I mean, because you know, he was in Belgium. Oh, right. Wow. Right during, during, you know, what was happening down there. It's like, hmm, hmm. You start piecing one-on-one together, you're like, damn. See, and Ed's just proving again what a mistake it was bringing him over uh, <laughs> because he's blowing my cover now. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Just can't take him anywhere. Are you a sales engineer? Are you, uh, are you evil? Uh, no, no. <laughs> Thank you for are you, asking. Are you no, Andrew? <laughs> are you ex-Andrew? Ex- he, he's, he's reformed. He got better. Oh yeah. yeah, no, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a, basically I'm a sock consultant. Companies want to build a sock or want to to, to build a hybrid or uh, you know uh, improve their monitoring and response capabilities. I go in and help them out. Okay. But to Ed's point, my situation is a little bit different because even though I'm in my 40s, I had my kids when I was quite young. They're now you know in their 20s. Uh, and you know, I, I'm not in a you know, um, significant relationship right now with anybody. So, you know, I raised my kids when I was younger, and now I want to go see the world. And so, I don't mind being in a hotel room 40 out of 52 weeks a year. That's cool. So, yeah, so it gets me out there, it gets me into the world. Uh, but yeah, it's not the uh, shall we say traditional path yeah. towards international consulting. Sure. <laughs> so. Well, hello, hello, echo. hello, yeah. So, um, well, wow, that's uh, we've managed to burn some time. Uh, so, oh, did we start, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, a couple there? of people touched on this. I would be curious about speaking engagements or yeah. planned cons or yeah. stuff that you guys uh, have going on and coming up this year, okay. So, so a couple of things. One of the things that I realized uh, when I was working at HP is that if I wanted to learn something new, there were two two options, right? I can read all the books and everything, and then I will give up because, eh, you know, there's no reason, no 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 end date basically that you have to know that by, or you could sign up to do a presentation on that topic, 
-hmm. And now you knew you had to go do the freaking research and understand what you're doing. Otherwise, you're going to look like an idiot. Yeah. So, so personally, something that I wanted to learn about is the famous zero trust network network segmentation, right? Everyone talks about it and, and nobody actually understands what the heck is they're talking about. So I'm doing research on that and my plan is next year to do that. I'm scheduled to do a presentation on network segmentation at uh, uh, B-Size Huntsville and um, hopefully touch on that at uh, in B-Size Detroit or one of the other places where I ever get around sending the CFP. And obviously... Very busy with the uh, with the event in Bogota, so hopefully you know a lot of people are going to go down there, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be good. Very nice. And when when is that event in Bogota? That's uh, October twenty fourth through the twenty seventh next year. So plenty of time from Atlanta to Bogota round trip, two hundred and fifty dollars. Wow! Now, do I have to be a drug mule to get that race? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not no, required, but it is no. preferred. Okay, good to know. <laughs> that requirement. Uh, no, actually, uh, Air Spirit or some crap like that airline, $250, $300 round oh, trip. I'm not doing Spirit Air. They, that's the one where they make you all stand up and you know you have to you know pay to use the bathroom and stuff. Well, so, so you go with Delta. Delta, it's about $450, $550. The good, thing that. Is that, the good thing is four-hour four hour flight, four or five-hour flight from, from Atlanta to Bogota. Very nice. Not bad. All so, you need is a catheter and you're good to go. There you go. Oh, Puro depends. There you go. Yeah, very nice, very nice. So, um, are Andy and uh, Angie and Jerry? Are you going to be doing any talks soon, Mr. Bell? Uh, I don't have anything <laughs> planned other than my weekly show. Okay, Wait, are you guys going to any cons? I mean, I'm I'm waiting for DerbyCon to put their tickets on sale. Matter of fact, we interviewed. Um, this is something you know. Next week, uh, we had Dave Kennedy on to talk about ISC squared board member stuff, but he also gave us some sneak peek stuff on DerbyCon info. So, oh, nice. yeah, good, good. Yeah, uh, I am speaking at ShmooCon coming up in just a couple weeks That's in DC. Right. Wow, you were elected. I remember that. I remember that, that Twitter uh, storm. Everyone saying, you know, rejected, rejected, rejected. I mean, accepted, rejected, rejected, rejected. <laughs> yeah, it's um, probably easier to become a speaker at ShmooCon than it is to actually get tickets. Yeah. So um, I'm. I may uh, submit next year. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I have never spoken at Shmoo before, and. Uh, you know, I, I have a love-hate relationship with Shmoo. I, I really enjoy the con, but I'm very frustrated with the logistics of getting tickets, as are most people. Um, so, end of the day, uh, I'll be there. I, I probably will submit something to Derby, and definitely will go back to Derby. Uh, I'm sure that I will probably go to the local Atlanta B-sides. So, for those for those listeners who don't no, the uh, Shmukon sold out in I think four seconds. Yeah, so if uh, four yeah. seconds, four seconds. Oh my god! So that's yeah, how hard it is to get tickets. I think the second round was nine seconds, and yeah, it's it's craziness. And it had to be less than that because <laughs> one click, and I was like, "Oh, sold out!" Sold out. Yeah, one click. I wonder if somebody um, played with the API and was able to do some kind of bulk, you know, bulk download or something. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, um, I thought about maybe going to Circle City Con just because we were invited by Odd Job and them last year at Derby. Um, they said that they'd, uh, you know, maybe extend us a couple of tickets uh, for that. Well, I, they announced the tickets are on sale now, $100, so you get them now. Uh, $100 ain't bad, yeah. Um, 
you know, thought about doing that, but that's Indianapolis in June. So, you know, lovely. Um, <clears throat> you know, so, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's, it, it'd be just, you know, I, I, it'd be good networking. So yeah, I thought about maybe doing that. Well, you guys got to go to uh, B-Size Detroit and Converge Detroit. It's really good, 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 uh, good event. And the uh, and Ferndale, Paul takes me there, so it's pretty good, pretty good trendy places. I have been to the Detroit airport. It has a very interesting tram system. Uh, yes, that's that's all I've seen of Detroit. So it's hey, very awesome. Detroit is awesome <laughs> as long as it's the airport. So yeah, we were passing through on our way back from our vacation in November. So mm-hmm. Jerry and I both grew up in Detroit. Oh yeah. Uh, you couldn't pay me enough to go back there. Oh. oh, it's the same thing for me in Missouri. I can't go back to Missouri. <laughs> Fly over state, can't do it. No, I, I st- we both, uh, my my fiance and I both have family up in the Detroit area, so okay. I do get back there from time to time. But uh, nice, and it is slowly improving. So just come back in about twenty years, and we should have everything <laughs> all all set up for you. I, I will say, I have a lot of friends in Detroit, and they're like, "Detroit's coming back. It's awesome." I'm like. Yeah. Uh, guys, you have to realize that when you're at the bottom of a 10-foot pit and you've made it up to 9 feet down, <laughs> I understand you seeing progress. I'm still seeing a pile of shit. But, you know... Well, you I, can I, buy whole city blocks for, like, dollars. You know? I, I, I really... and, and That's what Paul I, did. I don't know Paul, and I know he's in Detroit area, but I have this conflict with my buddies who are back there, and like, Detroit's awesome, Detroit's all this, and I'm like, but have you ever lived in another big city to compare it against? No. Okay. I get that it's improved over what it was, but it's kind of like working at McDonald's. It's a dead-end job in many ways. You might eventually make manager. I don't know. Very nice. I know. I understand that I'm... (laughs) Probably offending lots. You just of people. offended an entire you state. Lost, you just lost all Sorry. your Detroit. You're, you're offending uh, the, the tens of us that are still here. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just bitter. I think I just had too many bad Detroit experiences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, well, you're, playing the, had, you're playing I've the you're playing the long con. But, you know, I had nothing but good experiences in Detroit. So it's been, been pretty good. Cool. Yeah. We're we're just gonna have to change your mind. That's all. All right. Yes, you haven't been hanging out with the right people. You got to hang out with the PVC set guys, man. Apparently, so. We'll take you to Cuban places. We'll do. We'll teach you how to salsa dance. Dance with uh, with brain surgeons, not uh, the uh, not the guy running for for president, but uh, really nice looking <laughs> brain surgeons. <laughs> really nice looking no, brain surgeons. No Ben Carson. That's uh, a long story. Yeah. It's okay. a long story. yeah. We don't want to lay claim to Ben Carson, so okay. we'll move on. Radio, radio. <clears throat> so let's maybe let's maybe talk a little bit about our podcast. Uh, we we're almost at a about an hour now. Wow. Okay. So, um, PVC Sec, what, what what kind of bent do you guys go for information security? You guys, uh, you know, how, how do you, what do you guys do for information security? I mean, it's not in your name. So, what's PVC yeah. Sec other than a you know a, a long you know construction <laughs> Piece of plastic? Yeah. Yeah. So, and I'll take the first bit, and then I'll throw it over to Ed. So, uh, when we started this, uh, the PVC stands for Passion, Vision, and Communication. Oh. So, it was three three pillars behind security leadership that we felt uh, are needed in information security and are sorely lacking. It's hard to find a really good, true leader. We're not talking about a manager, but a leader, somebody that can that can can 
uh, uh, you know, make positive change inside of an organization to make their overall security posture better. So that was kind of the start of it, and and we've uh, we talk about uh, not just information security, but we talk about leadership, we talk about communications, we talk about data science, that kind of stuff. And Ed, what do you want to throw on top of that? Yeah, mostly we foc- I mean, we we try to focus mostly on the uh, on the professional aspects of what being a consultant in the industry is. Right, we leave all the technical stuff to to defenses like guys to to breaking security right we, we don't want to we can't we, we don't feel we can't compete with you guys in that sense so um we go in, <laughs> so we go we go in what we think it's, it's it's very important based on on our experiences right dealing uh at different clients dealing with other professionals other consultants and seeing you know the, the skills that they lack um, knowing that this industry is very is fraught with a lot of people that have a very insecure, <laughs> which is kind of it's kind of funny because very insecure on their skills and on themselves, right? So it's a way uh, to build to help build that type of, of of ego and let them know, you know, there's everyone goes through it, uh, goes through the same things, and it's just a question of working out, and, and so basically yeah. we just focus on, on on professional growth type of thing. Okay. Well, so, you know, to use to use Andy's uh, ten foot uh, ten foot pit method. If you go up to about eight foot, you'd be doing just about as good as we're doing. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're 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 still getting there. We're not overly technical ourselves. So, yeah. So for people who've never listened to Defensive Security, which apparently they're like the number one most downloaded iTunes podcast at one point this year. What what do you guys? <laughs> What do you guys do on a uh, what? What's your secret sauce? Tell me, tell me what the awesomeness is that I can you know use on my podcast. Copy and paste. That's right. <laughs> oh, That's right. Wow, wow. Either that, or they just love the your mama jokes. So yeah, just that. I, I, you know, I, I do think that that uh, security can be a bit of a, a dry thing, and I know. I think we all put our own little bit of uh, humor on. And I, I I have gotten a lot of feedback that the you know the interplay between Andy and I is is what a lot of people like, and so so that I think is a is a big recipe for success. The other thing is, you know, I, I there just isn't, and the reason I started this this show was there just really is kind of a gap in uh, a analysis from a from a blue team perspective. Of things that are happening, you know, kind of current events, and and so that that was, I, I, we kind of stepped in and filled that market, and I think we've you know we've we've certainly hit on something that is uh, resonating with a lot of people. So, mm. yeah, yeah, I, I, I think. Yeah, I mean, I joined after what episode twenty nine, so I, episode thirty is when I joined, right? Uh, and we're up to what one forty one forty three right here. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so I I do think and I don't mean this uh, I, I think Jerry and I have been in the industry a long long time. And and we've done a lot of different things. So between us there there is not a ton of stuff that we haven't at least had some exposure to. Uh, and I think at least I like to think that we bring some reality check to some of this stuff. Um, I, I don't know. The, I mean, that's my perception, but uh, self-perception is always skewed. So I, um, 
I, I do think it's a balance of trying to to bring uh, an, an unagended third party view of these things. Try to drive some some lessons learned and some value from these things, and 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 add some some humor to it. Well, one of the things that I like about the defensive sec thing is uh, every day, like around six or seven p.m. Eastern time. There's always a picture of the two of them doing something <laughs> funny. I, I love that. I always look forward to it's that true. seven yeah, that's, six or seven p.m. Eastern time thing true. to see what you guys are doing. It's that's fantastic. awesome. And I got to tell you, that camera adds a lot of fur. I got to yeah. tell you. <laughs> so you know, I, I I have to say one one thing that has surprised me about uh, about defensive security is who listens. You know, when when I when I started this, my envisionment was something really focused at the you know kind of the blue team uh person but what what's and, and certainly that that we do have that in in the uh audience listenership but one thing that i've noticed and, and i get a lot of feedback uh in email and in other venues is we have a lot of new newcomers and i and i you know, I think one of the value adds that we bring, and I'm sure your shows do as well, is helping to kind of craft the mindset, you know, of how to think about some of these problems, not not specifically a particular answer or a particular position on a you know on a on a recent uh, hack or something like that, but more the underlying thought processes that go into evaluating. You know, how, how do you analyze things like this? And and I think that's, um, as it turns out, where I think a lot of people are getting value. So, um, you at know, least I, we hope. At least we hope. Right? That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's so tough to self-evaluate what resonates with an audience and what doesn't. And and uh, I, I'll tell you, stuff <clears throat> that Jerry and I thought would be popular wasn't. And stuff that we didn't perceive to be a hit turned out to be, uh, it, I think it's more luck than skill. Yeah, yeah, agreed. How about you, Brian? Oh, I also think it has to do with you know if, if you if you talk about what you like and there's passion in there, then you know then, then people that, will people will definitely uh, catch on. That is why I talk about Jerry's mom. There you go. <laughs> yes. Everyone has a passion for Jerry's mama. Right. Oh my goodness. So, so, That's a good shirt. That's a good shirt right there. Oh, my God. So, Jerry, let me ask you a question. Do you think in the last year, I mean, I don't know. I only went to DerbyCon, so my, my ideas kind of skewed maybe. But I saw a lot of defensive talks there. Is that is that new? Uh, and is that a new paradigm? Do you think defensive talks are going to become a newer thing? I mean, the rise of PowerShell is definitely a thing. Um, but, you know, I thought maybe, you know, that would, that would be a, you know, blue team would become more fun. You know, I... I Blue team is not fun. Let's let's be really clear about that. It's okay. it's difficult. Have, have you tried it? Have you tried it while drunk? It's a lot more fun. Yeah. Well, that, uh, okay, fair enough. Right. Normal fair normal <laughs> normal blue team is is you know it, it it tends to be hard work. It's thankless. It's kind of you, you know it's the utility play. You know, and and I do think you're right. There there have been at least my observation is there have been a lot more blue team types of talks i don't think that necessarily reflects that blue team is being perceived as lots more sexy than it was in the past i think it's it's reflecting just the reality of the world that you know we're getting we're getting hosed 
and mm. you know and and uh we we've got to as an industry we've got to start getting better at sharing tactics and things that work okay do you think uh like networking outside of the organization like i started well, me and Megan Wu uh, at Totenkopf, uh on Twitter uh, started uh, something called CSEC East for an idea to get networking outside of the workplace. So every first Tuesday of the month, we go to a restaurant in the in the Seattle you know area, and you know basically under friend DA, we just talk you know bullshit and talk, and you know uh, hang out with other people and talk about our issues at work and and how we can solve those. Uh, do you think it, it's a networking the, thing, or do you think it just needs to be more outreach from, uh, like, podcasters, for instance? <clears throat> I, I think it's see all of the above. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, th- yeah, I think I mean, there's a lot of new people in the industry. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, that, that's the one thing, just kind of going back to what we talked about, how there's all these job openings. There, there are a lot of job openings, and we have a major influx of people coming into the industry and you know whereas if you were to if you were to rewind the the calendar back you know a decade or so ago when when a lot of us got into information security we didn't jump right in we came from IT and and so we had you know long IT backgrounds and mm-hmm. and it was a it was kind of a natural progression and and I think now we have a we have a, a lot of people coming straight in and w- without some of this uh, the, the kind of deep background in IT and operations. And so I, I think that these these sharing venues are critically important. Jerry, they've got a CISSP. What more could they need? I don't know. That's a good point. <sighs> Man, yeah, God, so that, uh, hurts. that hurts. Our, our engineer, Timothy DeBlock, he's, uh, he, he's doing a couple of very nice things in uh, South Carolina. He's doing the uh, Colasec, which is basically what you're talking about, Brian, uh, getting t- people together uh, at a certain venue. and mm-hmm. But it's more for teaching than uh, unless for hanging out and meeting, right? I and mean, that's what I'm my understanding. Okay. And he also started another one specific for um, people that wanted to get like the A plus certifi- certification. Okay. So again, get together a study group, and and uh, and that's pretty good. Uh, the MySec folks, uh, Paul is for them. Mm-hmm. Those guys, those to me, the MySec people are the uh, what you should you know copy something that is successful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, don't, don't start from scratch. Just look at what they're doing and see how you can bring that over to your to your location. They already did all the hard work. Yeah, <laughs> they already yeah. know what works and what doesn't work. Very cool. Yeah. So so how about your how about your show? <clears throat> talk uh, about yours. Yeah, I already talked too much. Mr. Betcher, why don't you talk a little bit about our podcast? Well it's more of a learning podcast as far as we'll take a certain topic and kind of take a deep dive into that topic. So, um, you know, we'll talk about buffer overflows, right? Um, and dedicate a podcast to that. Most people have heard of them, but, you know, some information security professionals don't even know what a buffer overflow is. So I I think it's important that um, a well-rounded security person knows what these things are. So we take a... um, sort of a dive into those topics. And the only reason I'm there is so the show won't be like a, I don't know, a, a bear trapped in a Kia or something like that, right? <laughs> Wait, am I the... keep it structured a little bit. <laughs> am I so the Kia or the bear? So that our show notes aren't just a bunch of links. 
you know, so that it flows. He's like, here, read this, read this, read this. Bye bye. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So we're we're kind of opposites in that respect, but it works. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's uh, you know, we're kind of selfish because we're we want to learn just as much as we want to teach. So a lot of the things that we're learning is stuff that are that we're teaching and stuff that we're learning alongside ourselves. Um, I mean, I don't come from a, a coding and development background like Mr. Betcher is. He's now a code monkey because he has an application that he does. Um, you know, his you know, GitHub is available at some point in the near future for that. Um, uh, but yeah, like, I mean, like on on like buffer overflows. I mean. It's just you said, Jerry. We we most of us came from IT, and we we know what those are. But we've got an influx of new graduates, I guess, from infosec, you know, degree plans, and they probably don't teach those lower level IT programming, computer science type of uh, topics. Yeah, so I think it's important that security people learn. And become more well-rounded in those topics. Yeah, and it's not just you know buffer overflows. We've we've talked about BSIM in the last couple of weeks. Uh, um, you know, we've got a, a talk, and then you know we did BSIM, and then we talked to uh, Jay Schulman, who actually it does consulting for BSIM, who you know went in a little more depth with it on us. Um, you know, we like to talk about things in the industry. We just did a. a, a, a uh, an interview with Wim Reem, Remus uh, from ISC. He's uh, just been reelected to the board there to talk about how you know certs like CISSP. How do you, how do they maintain and stay competitive in in the world of you know offensive securities open you know OSCP and you know how do how do they you know how how can you per, you know use your CISP against a SANS cert you know that kind of thing. Are they one and the same? You know what works for one doesn't necessarily work for another. So. Um, but yeah, we try to do a little of everything compliance, you know, security, get to know a security tool, that kind of thing. So that's how we do. That's how uh, we do. Andy's a security tool. And what, of course. <laughs> Huge tool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I use it to vulnerability <laughs> test your mom. Oh, I knew that was coming. All of her open ports. Uh, oh my what else you got? Come at me, bro. Let's go. Oh my goodness! All right. So, uh, what, what's everyone doing for Christmas? Anything special? Uh, well, I just went on vacation back in November, so I'm not going anywhere, and I'm going to go on a two week vacation in March to South America for a cruise. So uh, I can't really do anything right now because I hear there's a really cool security conference in South America. You yeah, but that's in October, man, and there's no cruise over there. Yeah, I'm going from Buenos Aires, Argentina, to Santiago, Chile. So, nice. Ooh, good, good around, around, yeah. pronunciation there. Yeah. yeah, you're going around the uh, South Pole, the Antarctic area. Cool. Yeah, we're gonna go to the Falklands and go and piss nice. off some Argentinians, and <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, what, what's everyone else doing? Uh, you know, Ed, Ed, what are you doing, man? Uh well, I. Uh, well, I'm just going to wait for to get my house. I get my house possession on December 31st at 5 p.m. I already told my wife that I'm going to go there at 5 p.m. and I'm spending the night over there. She's like, but there's no bed. There's nothing. I'm like, I don't care. 
<laughs> gonna crack some champagne or something? Oh yeah, uh, no, invite I, in nice, all those tiny horses. But, yeah, a nice, yeah, with them, a nice ride them around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now I'm gonna have a nice Chilean wine and uh, watch some movies and just hang out by myself in my new house. Very but nice. I'm freaking doing. It. Other than that, that, that's my present to me. So, where do you, where do you live now, Ed? And a small town, a small small town in a condo. So um, here in so, Tennessee. Okay, so it's not too far away. No, it's not. actually it's actually ten minutes away. From, okay. from home. So I can go there and then if I feel lonely or scared, I can just, you know, get in the car and come back. <laughs> Cuddle with uh, with the pony. Basically, yeah. basically just ride Guinness all the way here. And uh, so that's my birth. Um, that's my Christmas present, my birthday present for the next uh, 30 years because it is a 30-year wow. <laughs> wow. mortgage. Wow. <laughs> Holy cow. About so, a half a meal I put in there. It's like, yeah, so it's not, it's not going to be fun. Paul, how about you, man? So, uh, actually being in back, uh, back home in the States is kind of nice. So I'm going to go uh, head down to South Carolina, visit some family out to, out to Chattanooga, Tennessee to visit some family and then, wow. uh, maybe up uh, the East coast to visit some more family. So just, uh, hitting the road again, Conti- uh, been continue, here for all of a continue week. his travels. <laughs> yeah, wow. wow. All right. So how about the defensive sec people, Andy, Jerry? I don't have a lot planned. Uh, I burned most of my vacation on the Alaska trip, and, and Emily, my fiance, just started a new job. So we're just hanging out, uh, enjoying Christmas at home with our cat. Very cool. There you go. Yeah, I saw your cat. I have three white cats. You have, like, a single black cat. So yeah. We do, although there's a rumor that he may get some, some furry friends after the holiday. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah, we'll he's company. Like Jerry, I wouldn't call Jerry furry. <laughs> hey, I've seen the pictures that somebody keeps posting. He's here for the first. Oh my! How about you, Jerry? Uh, you know, I, I think we're we're staying here. My uh, my family, most of my family's here. My sister, who still lives in Michigan, is driving down, and um, you know, we're going to have Christmas dinner here at my house, and then we'll have, I think, uh, the following weekend we'll have uh, at my parents' house. So, be uh, oh wow. You know, kind Very of nice. quiet and local. How about you? And and I think Jerry's turning like what is it, seventy three this year? Yeah, oh, I, I God, do look man. really good for a for a sixty eight year old, don't I? I I would say yes. I would have said not a day over twenty five, but that's just me. That's just mm-hmm. me. Well, yeah. like that, that Peter Pan commercial. You don't look a day over what is this? Seventy three, seventy seven. God, I hate that. Oh. It's, the kid just oh, want to rip his face off. Oh, and and I say this because Jerry has a, has a birthday coming up, but I won't say what exact day. I yeah. saw something on December Skype. 24th. Did he? Uh, is, is that real? The Skype thing because it came up yesterday on me. So I don't know. Was your birthday? I, I, I don't. I don't want to reveal any personal identifiable information. But oh, I will tell you that there is a birthday sometime in the immediate future of now. Oh God, dude, that sucks! Really? Happy birthday like to kid? you! Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, man. My tax baby, yes. Oh, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, my and, son's birthday was. And now I have so. now I have uh, progressive glasses, so I I got the whole I got the whole old thing going on now. So. Wait, how? Oh, you know, I thought what? you just got out of the wood shop and came in here, and then yeah, okay. No. Nope. Wait, how do you know they're liberal? If they're. Well, they're not. You know, they're not. Uh, they're not Republicans, so I, I assume that they're progressive. Right on. 
socialist. So, um, how did how do you ha- how did you handle birthdays when you were a kid? Did you guys just you know get one less present under the tree? Because I would assume that's what happened. Like Basi- your aunt's like, basically, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're missing some presents for Christmas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It stinks. Yeah, you're really touching on a hot button. He's gonna cry a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna- sorry, Will. After we get off the show, I'm going to go cut myself. So, yep. oh, look, look what he's done. Look. Wow. That's, that's a very Christmas. Uh... Trigger warnings. Okay. Oh, my God. So I didn't, I didn't ask Mr. Betcher. Mr. Betcher, what are you doing for Christmas? It's like 75 degrees in Austin this weekend. Oh, so dang. it's going to be freaking. Yeah, it is. I don't think we've hit 40 yet this year. You suck. Right? Yeah. It's Fahrenheit. But, um, no, I just – Probably just staying home with the fam. So you're not going up to Dallas to see the folks? We may. Oh, okay. Go up to Dallas. Right on. Texas is a big state, so it'll take us a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 40 degrees Fahrenheit's about 5C, you know. I'm probably the only person other than Edgar on this uh, podcast that can convert that properly. So, oh, yeah, tell me about it. Yeah. So I have a story, but I will say it later. Okay. So, so anyway. So for the the you know the people at home, how would everybody get a hold of uh, the other various podcasts? Uh, we'll start with uh, the new people, uh, Ed and 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 Paul. How would they get a hold of you if they wanted to on the on the internets or where is your podcast located? Very very tenderly, please. <laughs> uh, go to pvcsec dot com. Uh, okay. That's our site uh, where we post all kinds of uh, all kinds of. Uh, useless information, and then on uh, the Twitters, we're at PBC Sec. Okay, and uh, if folks want to uh, have comments, questions, recommendations, topics they'd like us to cover, songs that they would love to hear us <laughs> sing, oh wow, uh, do email us at comments at pbcsec.com or hashtag Ask PBC Sec. Oh wow, okay, all right, and, um, and we've had requests. You've had. <laughs> And we're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, you know, as if they don't need any more help, how would uh, Andy, Jerry, how would they get a hold of you if they wanted to find your podcast? Our, uh, our website is, is uh, defensivesecurity.org. Uh, if you have compliments or, or, or constructive comments, you can email us at info at defensivesecurity.org. If you have criticisms or things you don't like, we actually have a separate uh, email for that. It's actually comments at pvcsec.com. Oh, so, wow. Okay. Absolutely. Right on. Yep. Right on. Okay. Very nice. Uh, on, on the Twitters, I'm Lurg, L-E-R-G, and Jerry is Malicious Link. Okay. All right. And uh, Mr. Betcher, go ahead and give out your, your deets on how to get a hold of you if you wanted to on uh, for breaking security. On Twitter, I'm at Betcher Pwned. My last name, B-O-E-T-T-C-H-E-R-P-W-N-E-D. Okay, right. Um, so uh, Breaking Security is celebrating its second anniversary on uh, January 10th, I think, is when we posted our first podcast. You can find us. Yay, happy anniversary. Well, thank Yay. you. We, we have a hundred and some odd podcasts. I didn't try to figure out what the numbering scheme was because it would have just made my head hurt. Um, but you can find us at BreakSec, B-R-A-K-E-Sec. 
Please, I don't need to be emailed telling me I misspelled breaking because my last name is spelled B-R-A-K-E, like break, like on a car. So you misspelled your last name? (laughs) Yes. No, I've actually been told on LinkedIn. I've been told on LinkedIn they wouldn't listen to my podcast because I misspelled breaking. I actually have a screenshot of that. It's uh, it's quite breathtaking. Uh, cheap ass. Anyway, so uh, you can find me at Brian Brake, B-R-Y-A-N-B-R-A-K-E. And, um, you, know, we're, you know, we're on the TuneIn app. If you like TuneIn Radio for Internet Radio, you can find our podcast there. Um, you know, uh, I post on Peerlist. Apparently, uh, Klaus and them uh, – oh, by the way, Klaus says hi. I forget which one, if it's Andy or Jerry, he wanted me to say that too. It's on it's on Twitter. Uh but he, he wanted me to say hi to you. Uh, hi Klaus. Oh. Hi Klaus. I'm assuming you mean Chris Klaus? Uh no. maybe. No. I don't know. I'll find out. No. no? Somebody else? No, no. Klaus Howman H O U. Oh, 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 oh The one in Luxembourg. I get it now. I was Luxembourg. Oh man, all the hackers are in Luxembourg. That's Damn. right. Yeah. Exactly. So we're on Twitter, you know, uh, uh, www.breakingsecurity.com, B-R-A-K-E-I-N-G, security.com. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're going on into our, uh, our th- almost, what, our third year. That's crazy. Damn. So, um, I never actually thought we would make it this far, so. Well, thanks to uh, Juniper and uh, Cisco <laughs> hey, coming yeah. up. Uh, yeah, we're going to be around for a while. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, end of, no end of stuff to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I, I'd like to say Merry Christmas to all y'all. I'm glad uh, we all got to meet at DerbyCon, except for Mr. Betcher, who actually went and seen the talks for some unknown reason. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, do you guys have anybody you want to thank? I mean, uh, we have a, a few people we'd like to thank, but if you've got somebody, you know, people you'd like to thank who may have helped you on the podcast or influenced you, you know, it is the season. Sure. So uh, over on uh, PVC Sec, we've got uh, our uh, senior baseball correspondent Timothy DeBlock. We would like to thank. He's also our producer, yeah, engineer. Okay. Oh, he's there. That kind of thing. And he's got his own podcast as well. Uh, EIS. Ed, what does that stand for? EIS. No idea. Enterprise Never Information mind. Security. Uh, not quite. It's basically it's a it's a nice beginner. Uh, 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 podcast around around security, uh, relatively short segments, uh, brings in different folks from the industry and uh, uh, poses them some questions. So it's a it's a nice uh, uh, starting off point for folks that are just getting into into security. Okay, and don't forget, Mister Wolfgang, uh, for being on the podcast a couple of times uh, while uh, you were away, and uh, Chris Madalena. And everyone, uh, every you know, the two or three people out there who listen to us and actually say hello to us when they see us around the uh, events, I appreciate your listen listenership, and uh, have a merry Christmas and a wonderful, wonderful new year. Right on, uh, Andy, Jerry. I'll just uh, say thank uh, you to all our listeners and Merry Christmas and Merry Christmas to you. Thank you. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and right uh, certainly a special thank you to our Patreon donors. You guys are awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right on. Oh, yeah, we have a Patreon, too. Um, But, you know, we're just going to give all that money to Hackers for Charity. So, Mr. Betcher, do you have anybody you'd like to thank? No. (laughs) Wow. Bahumbug. (laughs) Wow. Okay. No, um, yeah, I mean, we've got a large listenership. 
I say large, larger than 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 I would have expected. Um, so yes, thank you for listening. Um, you know, it means a lot, really. Yeah, it's, it's very humbling. Yeah, um, I have I have a short list. I'd like to thank uh, all of our guests who've come on, who've given us the chance. Some of the folks who, you know, one didn't know who we were. Uh, some of them that I didn't even think had anything to do with information security, but was surprisingly uh, was surprisingly good. Uh, Tim Wood, especially the ITIL uh, talk we we had, I was I was seriously not expecting anything to come out of that, but that was probably one of the more memorable podcasts we did this year. Um, I'd like to thank um, Catherine Carpenter for coming on, talking about data valuations. Um, I'd like to thank all of our Patreon people, all you know. Not counting Mr. Betcher because he actually does donate to the Patreon. <laughs> he actually donates to the Patreon. Um, uh, I'd like to thank all the people that uh, you know donated six hundred and fifty bucks uh, to uh, you know be in the drawing for our tickets to DerbyCon. We gave away two tickets to DerbyCon and made six hundred and fifty bucks for Hackers for Charity. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I was actually surprised when I tallied it all up. Um, uh, sorry we didn't get to meet any of them, but you know, um, and. Uh, yeah, I'd like to just thank Mr. Betcher for being here for, for two years, putting up with my ass. Yeah, I am thankful for that. <sighs> Thankfully, we don't do a video podcast. Thank you, Mr. Edgar. Sure, no problem. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I'd like to thank Mr. Betcher for, uh, you know, just putting up with me. Apparently, he's the key F and I'm the bear. So, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, you're deep inside him growling? Oh, oh yeah. Wait. All the time. Yeah. And if you come to Tactical Edge, you may meet something like that. I doubt it. I don't think InfoSec people look like that. I'm, well, I do, but... She's, you know. she's not in InfoSec. Oh, I don't. <laughs> so, um, anyway, so uh, any parting words before we go? Merry Christmas. Thanks for shutting us up. It was fun. Yeah, we'll yep. have to yeah, do it again great. next year. Hopefully, if anybody's still listening, they found it as fun as we did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. All right. I, I, I'm surprised that Andrew didn't send uh, a special Merry Christmas message to Jerry's mom. Oh, no. I, I'll, I, I'll, I found that very, very disturbing. I'll actually. do that in private later. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, you, uh, you have a great holiday, great uh, Christmas, Kwanzaa, Solstice, you know, Festivus, Solstice. whatever. I don't know. Merry Christmas. So, yeah, Happy Hanukkah and, and – uh, <laughs> You know, for, for PVCSEC, DefensiveSec, and Breaking Down Security, uh, this has been Brian as your kind of unofficial host, and uh, hope you all have a great holiday. See ya. Bye. Bye-bye. See you guys. He's not very good at charades. He just gave us the second syllable, the two syllables, and that's it. You're just fucking lucky I'm dressed. <laughs> Achievement unlocked. Dress. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, you can't do anything with Mac, so. Uh, no joke. Mac, is, isn't that that thing that runs on iPhones? Yeah. 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 That's right. Like that. iOS runs on Cisco devices. And, and, right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk about snow because Michigan people will laugh at me. So the inch of snow we got be like, eh, really? It's That's it. not the only reason we laugh at you. Oh. <laughs> like, yes. Oh. I think you're lying to us. Five minutes. He he knows. I told him. He knows. Okay. I didn't do it. I swear. What?
<laughs> Brian just likes to be early and fuck up everybody's night. I'm that's tell true. You, that's true. Tell your wife I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Wow, everybody's here and on. Actually, we're early, so awesome. <clears throat> um, Let's just hang up and call back later. No, we were doing, <laughs> we're doing so well. This was a and that's run. the show. Thanks for joining us. Have a good yeah, night, everyone. Exactly. Bye-bye. Uh, I can, yeah, I'm recording. If you guys want to do any kind of whatever you guys consider to be a recording, I'm sure the defensive security, they've got all their fancy recording edge stuff, you know. Oh, Our engineer me. didn't make it, so. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, between us and I, I hope defensive sex recording, uh, you should be fine. I'll, I'll put it on a Google Drive. Did you just call us defensive sex? Yeah. Yes. It's the best kind of. Wait, how does that That's, work? Yeah. Usually how I'm going to have to meditate on this. Yeah. <laughs> Just Please don't make sense mm. to me. Most of my sex is defensive. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's with, with your mom, Derek? Oh. No, no, no. With Jerry's mom. Oh, God. Oh, well, that's, well, that's a, a new record. That's a new record. That was like nine minutes. So it's how can it be offensive and defensive? You do it with shields? The best offense is a good defense? The best defense hey. is a good offense? Yeah. Red purple? Mm-hmm. Purple. Uh, right purple <clears throat> so this is the kind of show it's going to be huh hopefully you can't hear the fans outside by the way they found out again that we're recording tonight yeah it's had helicopters paparazzi but it's been crazy the exclusion well, zone's going to have to be expanded i agree yeah no fly zones no flies yeah yeah oh geez i've right. shot down 18 drones today alone really they are, They need to be registered. I think uh, beginning of next month. So you know. uh, no, beginning today, as a matter of fact. Oh, today. Okay, I read that. Yeah. So basically, everything you buy at Walmart is going to have to be registered if you're 13 or older. If it's Damn, if commies. over, if it's over 0.55 pounds. The good news Which is, is that you don't have to worry about your registration data being stolen. Yeah, it's already public <laughs> because it's, it's going to be public information. That's yeah, right. yeah, exactly. <laughs> So somebody was uh, was uh, going off on, on, on the Twitters about that. And, and they're like, well, fine. How about you pilots publish everything first, and then we'll talk. And I'm like, yeah, it already is. Here's the link. Yeah, like, Holy shit. <clears throat> I think she's 16. I think she's old enough for me to comfort. Oh, for- oh, oh my God. Defensive sex. Oh, God. <laughs> add, add, yes. de- add defensive security. Um... <laughs> oh, wow. Man, I hope we're not recording already. Uh Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.